What up, it's your boy Tommy G here with episode 28 of the No Mercy podcast. Today I am joined by the Algoholic Robert. And this is our gambling podcast where we fuck around a little bit and then talk some gambling. We're going to go into a funny story about me fucking up the last podcast I recorded with Jeff, not hitting record. We're going to talk a little bit about our gambling packages. We're going to talk about week 10. We're going to look back at the bets from last week, talk about some bad beats. We look ahead at week 11. Uh, talk about a few of the bets. We gave out three or four or maybe even five bets uh, on the show. Talk a little bit that Rams-Kansas City game. Uh, me and Rob go over rule changes we think should happen in sports. Uh, Twitter questions. Did a bunch of fuck, marry, kills with Rob. And went over Rob's Twitter, which in my opinion is hysterical. So we had a lot of fun. A lot of laughs. Uh, sorry this is getting out late. I fucked up the recording on the prior podcast. So bear with me and blame me. Go subscribe and download. Make sure you guys subscribe to the podcast. It automatically downloads into your folders, so we release at any times. You will be automatically notified, and it'll download into your playlist. So make sure you subscribe, download, and then uh, write us a review. Whether you love us or hate us, just write something. So without further ado, hit it, Miyagi. Mercy is for the weak. We do not train to be merciful here. A man face you, he is enemy. Enemy deserve no mercy. What up? Let's get weird. It's your boy Tommy G here with episode 28 of the No Mercy podcast. Today I am joined by the man formerly known as MLB Model. Now he is at the Algoholic on Twitter. Robert, how are you drunken fucking self doing? Shout out to the Algoholics, man. Look, this is the first one we've done at night, right? This is the first one we've done at night, and I'll explain why in a minute. Okay, good. <laughs> how do I look how do, compared to how I normally look during the day? The 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 night brings it out in you. You're like yeah. a vampire. It just comes out <laughs> at night. <laughs> I was going to say, I'm looking at the video. I, I've, I slept for two hours last night. I got hammered. I'm fucking, I, we just had a whole debacle that was my fault. We had work all day, doing show plans, doing all this. And I still am looking at myself going, I look way better now than I normally do at 3 p.m. when we record. Yeah, you do. Yeah, it's amazing. <laughs> it's like my body doesn't wake up till like 10 p.m. Right. So what just happened? Why are we recording this at night? Why are we doing this now? First of all, thanks to Rob for saving the day here to make sure we don't have to double up on pods in a day. But me and Jeff Manns just recorded what was episode 28 of the No Mercy podcast. And my dumb fuck ass, I've just been in a fog all day, hung over. Not only did I forget to hit record on our backup file, which we use Zoom to record in case our high-end equipment file falls apart or anything goes wrong so that we have two copies of it, but I didn't have my microphone plugged in for the main file. So, Rob, I literally recorded an hour and 47-minute podcast with Jeff all night. He squeezed it in so that he can go get these kids to bed and go out and do everything he had to do only to find out that I never hit fucking record on the goddamn fucking thing. So now you're jumping in to save the day, and we're going to record now, and then I'll record with Jeff tomorrow, episode 29. So, Tommy, are all the wires plugged in on your side? Everything is in. I, I, I quadruple-checked. As the handicapper, though, Rob, what was the over-under on how many episodes we recorded before I did something to fuck it up? Oh, dude, you hit the fucking over by, like, 20 hard right yeah, yeah I, that's yeah. what i'm saying like i gotta at least be proud of the fact that you know i hit the over even if you had 27 and a half yeah. you were good i'm actually recording this on my cell phone as well so 
I mean, I blame you guys for this. Like I, like I told you and Jeff, this is fucking 100% your fault. Because mm-hmm. to put me mm-hmm. in charge of overseeing anything regarding this podcast is just fucking lunacy. It is. Yeah. But you've done a great job, man. I mean, you've, you've come this far, you know. I was bragging as we hung up, Rob. I was literally because he he had to get out by seven p.m. and I was timed the show perfectly that we ended at at six fifty eight, and I was like, "How about that, Jeff? Six fifty eight? Gotcha." He's like, "Dude, he's like, I'm telling you, man. He's like, I'm impressed with all you're doing with you know making sure the tweeting and the editing and putting show plans and blah blah." I'm like, "Thanks, bro. It means a lot. You know, I learned everything from you." And then I'm like, "Uh oh." (laughs) <laughs> right the second I started bragging about wah, it. Wah. Wah, wah. <laughs> so this leads me to a, a funny little topic. We're going to talk about week 11. We're going to look back at week 10. Uh, I have a couple new segments that me and Rob, or at least one new segment that I want to add with you permanently, Rob. We're going to go over your tweets. Um, we're going to add the fuck, Mary kills in here too because I had a long list of them from Twitter. And in recording with Jeff, we didn't even get to like half of them. So I'm going to put the other half of the fuck, Mary kills on here. A um, couple Twitter questions, and we're going to add a new segment. Every show, what we're going to do is we're going to talk about a rule in sports that is fucking stupid, all right? Love so it. any type of rule changes. So start thinking about a rule right. in any sport. doesn't have to be football, but obviously it would help if it is, that we want changed. So right. here's what happens. So I wrote on Twitter that I forgot to record and all that shit, and Dennis Tangway wrote a fucking tweet he said, don't worry, Tommy. I forgot to hit record when I was filming my friend's wedding, and I still won't, he still won't talk to me. Oh, so God. Imagine, imagine being the fucking videographer <laughs> at your friend's wedding and not hitting record. He's like, so I feel you. I'm like, no, dude, yours is way worse than mine. Dude, that's like, got to be like one of the worst feelings in the history like of the worst, life. right? It's like, like right up there with you have AIDS. Like, <laughs> <laughs> like imagine having a wedding. And then fucking not having the video because your friend forgot to hit the record button. Oh, my God. So that that led me to a question that I asked you pre-show, and I can't wait for to hear this story. But it, it leads me to a question. What's the craziest? And you guys can respond on Twitter, at the alcoholic, uh, alcohol, alcoholic with a G, uh, at Tommy G on Twitter after you guys hear the show. Feel free to shoot uh, any tweets at us for your worst wedding moments. So... I know Rob, and I've been out drinking with Rob, and he is a fucking mess when he gets sloshed. Like, fucking bumping into people, fucking all kinds of stuff, right? Yeah. So, I can't imagine you at weddings. So, I'm going to actually start with mine, and then I'm going to go to yours, because I feel like yours is going to be the headliner. Okay. Just from hearing it before. I don't want to have to top your story. My worst wedding story ever was actually, I was in Vegas about seven years ago. And this was when I was just getting started in the industry, just getting started in DFS. Uh, we were out there for some event in Vegas, some fantasy event. Well, I was with Scout Fantasy at the time, I believe. And my best friend was getting married. Mm-hmm. And I told him, I was like, fuck, I'm going to be out in Vegas you know, a few days before that. I'll fly back early for the wedding. And they know me, Tommy, don't go to Vegas. I'm going to be fine. I'm going to go to Vegas. I was in the bridal party, okay? So I went out there, was hanging out. Heard we were going to go meet Matthew Berry and hang out with Matthew Berry. You know, now we're friends because of that night. But it was like, oh, fuck. So I backed my flight up a little bit, backed my flight up a little bit, ended up getting blackout fucking drunk, fucking passed out in Vegas, woke up in the morning. There was no flights, missed my best friend's wedding uh, after we didn't talk for five years. So literally and I don't I don't know if it was just awkward between us. I know he was fuming at me, so I probably extended it longer than that. And his wife probably hated me more than anything. 
But yeah, what that was my worst wedding moment by far, being in the bridal party and missing my best friend's wedding. Jesus, man. That's, I, there's nothing surprising to me about that story, though. No, but it was bad. That's bad. Because he was yeah. even texting me that day like, T, you have to get here. Like, it's all about the girl, right? Oh, of Like, course. it's always about the wife. Like, I'm sure Dennis Tangway's friend didn't despise his life, but the wife was probably like, you're never talking to him again. Dude, you that know? guy can never live that down either. Never. I still That's get forever. shit for him. I'm, I'm friends again with my boy, but uh, yeah, I still feel bad. Every time I see his face, I feel horrible about it. So, Rob, your worst wedding story. Unfortunately, my worst wedding story happened at my own wedding. <laughs> so... I was young when I got married, man. I was uh, 24. So uh, we had been drinking for like three days or whatever. And it was late, you know, late on the wedding night. And for some reason, I picked a bridesmaid up and threw her over my shoulder. And there we, we, we were on like this stage, right? So I threw her over my shoulder and I went too far. <laughs> and I fucking flipped her on her back onto like... <laughs> You know how you like have like the head table at a wedding where they have like yeah. the champagne yeah, flutes. Yeah, like. I flipped her on her back, WWE style, through the table. It flips off of this stage. It's probably three foot high. She flips on top of it, and the whole the whole place goes dead silent. I'm just standing there over this fallen bridesmaid, and all of the broken crystal and all the girls' purses were wet and all this shit. And I'm just standing there on top of this stage. I swear to Christ, like a spotlight came over to me, like, whoa. <laughs> and there I was, just standing there in all my glory. I flipped the head table at my own wedding. Oh, and, my God. Uh, Janelle must have been so proud. She was her pretty fa- cool. Her family about must it. have been like, what are you doing? Oh, yeah, there Why was are question you marrying marks. This kid? Oh, so many the, the, best, the best part about this whole thing is the text I got from Rob when I said, hey, plan a, plan a crazy wedding story for the pod. He goes, I flipped a head table at my own wedding because I dropped a bridesmaid on it. (laughs) He's just walking around carrying bridesmaids. I don't even know why I picked her up. It was really random. Because you're fucking, you're an alcoholic. That's why. So, so we've been smashing over here at Guru Elite in the gambling package. Um, I'm going to tout this as long as we're fucking white hot. Mm -hmm. So this gambling package has been fucking insane. You guys know all about the DFS stuff and all that, but I mean, I say it every fucking show. I don't understand. I would buy this package if I didn't get it for free. I swear to God. It, this is the best deal on the entire market. Uh, we got some promos that we're going to be going out as far as uh, just like art. Not not promos as far as uh, promo codes. But as far as to lay all these records out on one sheet of paper to show it to you guys and promote it. Our NFL bets on the year are up 64.235 units. Me, DC, Algoholic. Jeff Collins, Cheetah, Jeff Manns, Broly, Fried Egg, Pauly, all up on the year. Every single person up on the year. NCAA football bets up 13 units. Cheetah uh, does that by himself. Plus, you get the MMA bets, which are up 87.4 units. Took me forever to calculate that today. Mad Labs, 112 and 35, 76.19%. Every week we say this is the week he's going to have a bad card. And every week he goes like 9 and 2. It's it's fucking insane, Rob. You've been tailing his MMA stuff, dude. I've considered because I get I bet a lot of money. I've considered just paying Mad Lab not to post bets anymore because I make so much money with his bets. I'd rather just keep them to myself. That's how fucking good <laughs> it's he is. Fucking crazy, dude. 
and uh, and golf man's bets included in that 95 61 95.61 units he's up jesus so christ that package is just fucking dope it's uh what's the price right now it's like 89.97 for the next 10 weeks That's sub 90 dollars. yeah yeah it's like less than 10 dollars a week for that package and you get all that you get the bets you get the nfl bets ncaa bets mma bets and golf bets uh then we have the ncaa and nba package which is the same price same thing, less than $10 a week. These packages run till January 21st, uh, and then we'll do a rebrand and relaunch of all the packages for the second half of the NBA season. Our NBA bets are up 27.69 units this early in the season. I mean, we're, we're only a few weeks into the season. Cheetah's up 21. Collins is up 9.5. NCAA basketball bets, uh, we're up 2.25 units. That just got started. I've only put five plays in so far. I have a play on Tennessee tonight. Uh, laying, I think it was 16. They're up 12 with four minutes left in the first half. But we're up in NCAA basketball. And then you also get the MMA and golf in that package. So if NBA is your NBA, NCAA basketball is your thing, that's your package. If, if football is your thing, the other one. And then we have the hockey package too, which is the same price till January 21st, 2019. With Night Ghost, he's just the best hockey handicapper I've ever seen in my life. And we're going to include the MMA bets and golf bets in that package too. DM the house account if you have an interest in hockey because we're revamping that package tonight into tomorrow morning. So just make sure uh, we have everything finalized uh, on Wednesday morning if you're interested in the hockey package, uh, which is which is just white hot. So that's my little promo spin there, Mr. Robert. Yeah, I want to add to it, though, real quick, because, you know, if I look at those records as an outsider, I'm going, this is bullshit. There's no fucking way. But we have thousands of people on these packages and... They track the plays. They track the records. It's 1,000% mm-hmm. legit. Yeah, There's anyone. no bullshit ask. in here. Ask. Yeah. We have we have thousands of people who are subscribed to our football gambling package. If if me and Rob make a mistake, which we do because we're sometimes drunk, it's in a second. Mm-hmm. You'll see it's like that's supposed to be 2848 units, Tommy, not 2858 mm-hmm. units. You know, It's crazy the auditing that goes on yeah. with our sub base. No bullshit. But yeah, and those those all come with chat rooms and you know articles and you know tips and podcasts and all kinds of stuff in there on top of just the picks themselves. Mm-hmm. So we also have seven day passes for all those uh, for nineteen ninety nine. So you could do the VIP and get it for less than ten bucks a week, or you could just try out seven days for twenty bucks. And uh, any questions on any of that, DM the house account at Guru Elite DFS on Twitter. So uh, really proud of what we're doing with the gamble. Really, really proud of that. That's why you hear me talk about it so much. It was. Something we were worried about getting started because gambling is such a black and white thing. But sport after sport after sport, we've just profitable, profitable, profitable. For years. Yeah, it's been two years now, two and a half years. Every single sport we've ended profitable. It's, it's, it's incredible. I've never seen anything like it. So let's look back at week 10 real quick, Rob, before we start fucking around a little bit. Yep. Um, what was your take on last week? How did last week go? I know you scorched earth and went undefeated the week before that. How did you do last week? Uh, I had a pretty nice week. Um... Uh, McVeigh blowing the end of that football game, which you'll probably ah. talk about, uh, cost me some cheddar. But I did, uh, yeah, I didn't fire a lot though, Tommy. I'm just looking. I had three plays. I went two and one. That McVeigh ending, uh, well, he just he just becomes like a limp dick at the end of these games. He turns into Jeff Fisher in the last five minutes. I mean, I, I don't. I have. A, I'm not going to go too deep into the rant because I want to do it on the show with Jeff because I had a whole segment based around it. Yeah, but. So you'll hear that rant probably tomorrow when I drop the pod with Jeff. But I'm telling you guys, go back and rewatch the fucking Rams games just the last five minutes and watch the play calling, the decision making. It's just fucking terrible. I was talking to Cynthia Freeland about it over the phone because we're both huge fans of him. 
and just freaking out. I'm like, Sin, we might need to fucking pivot here. And it's just, it's really tough to watch. Uh, she made a great point saying that, you know, it's a lot easier to be bold all the time when you're an underdog, like last year when you're taking over for Jeff Fisher and you got no expectations. Doug Peterson in the Super Bowl when you're an underdog against the Patriots and you're free rolling. You know, like those situations are easy, but when you're the favorite and you're eight and one and you got the spotlight on you, it's a lot tougher to make those calls. And my comment was, that's what separates the good from the great. The great are able to succeed and stay the course even in the face of adversity when it's hard to make those decisions. That's what Belichick's always been great at. So I got to see Peterson and McVay and even Kyle Shanahan and guys like this start to really step their game up at the end of these games or else they ain't winning the Super Bowl. If they keep calling plays like this and fucking mailing it in at the end of games, you know, kicking field goals on fourth and one, you know, playing not to lose on the final drive of the game when they should have been trying to get a first down to end the game. You know, they run the ball three times. If they keep doing shit like this, they are not going to beat the Saints and Drew Brees in the playoffs. I'm telling you that. Yeah, and if they keep costing me money, they can go fuck themselves. Seriously, and how many fucking personal fouls? And McVay, get a hold of these guys. Five personal fouls last game. You know, Dante Fowler had two of them that led to 14 points. And people will say, oh, well, Dante Fowler also had the strip that led to the touchdown. Yeah, he did. But that's an athletic play that he's supposed to make. That's what he's there to do. Mm -hmm. He's there to make plays like that personal foul and celebration and taunting penalties and shit like that and late hits and jumping on people's backs that type of stuff is not okay those are mental errors those are personality errors they are not allowed he's gonna have strip sacks can't have all those 10 penalties for over 100 yards for the rams in that game and they still should have covered it wow yep um bad beat last night man for sam fran Mm -hmm. i thought that was a fuck that was a Mm -hmm. brutal beat for me luckily smashed all the props i went 11 and 1 on props on sunday and then destroyed the props yesterday. Had Brita score two touchdowns. Remember, I was on the phone with you, Rob? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you asked, what did you ask me? <laughs> we were both drunk. What did yeah, you say? I have no me? idea. What did I ask you? What about the Brita thing? You're like, why did you bet that? Oh, I'm because like, I'm a savage. Yeah. yeah, I'm a savage. That's why. <laughs> Brita, two touchdowns plus 800. But uh, yeah, but that pass interference on Beckham yesterday, man. I mean, come on. Come on with that fucking call. He, and then you got the fucking dumb fuck announcers of Booger and Witten and these assholes going, well, the defender didn't turn his head around. He didn't turn his head around because Beckham didn't turn his fucking head around. That's what you're supposed to do as a defender. You're supposed to fucking turn your head when the receiver turns to look up for the football. Don't, oh, no, Beckham never even turned around to look for the ball. And they gave him the P.I. He was never catching that ball. No. They were barely touching each other. The defender did nothing wrong. You can't look back before the fucking receiver looks back. Like, you just run with the guy. I, I can't. I can't with fucking Booger. Bro, the, the tag team of Witten and Booger is oh like. Oh, my God. Oh, it's comical. I hate Chris Collinsworth more than anything, more than Satan. But fucking <laughs> Booger and Witten, holy shit. Dude. Holy fucking Christ, they're terrible. The Booger, Booger felt the need to let us know that football players prefer dry ground over wet ground. Like, don't we all? Holy <laughs> shit. I'm like. I, I, I said, I was like, dude, these, these guys would be the greatest announcers ever in the history of announcing. Booger, Witten, and Collinsworth are literally the nut announcers, the best ever, if you've never watched a football game in your life. If you don't know anything about football, they are incredible announcers because they explain shit that fucking <laughs> like seven-year-olds know. Like this fourth and one with two minutes left down seven is a big play right here. Football players prefer dry ground 
Like, Dude, you know, Collinsworth <laughs> explains what cover two is. Every game he announces. Uh, oh, he my God. If I hear is. RPO at a con, like these guys fucking just like th- every fucking game. It's like we know we know how a field goal works. Like <laughs> we know like th- th- every play. This is a big play. They need to let us know shit that we already fucking know. So they're either fucking explaining the extreme obvious or they're completely wrong. In which case, it's perfect for someone who's never watched football because if they're completely wrong, you have no idea because you don't know the rules. And if they're explaining basic shit, you love it because you don't know how many yards lead to a first down. My favorite thing of all time is listening to them try to explain situational math. Well, you know, you got to go for one here or two. And it's just a comedy every time. It's every time it's wrong. (laughs) Every time it's wrong. And then and then one of my worst beats because I had a five hundred dollar parlay to pay fifty nine hundred dollars. And what I needed to close it off was the Jacksonville Jaguars on the money line. I took them with the four and a half, mm-hmm. but I needed them on the money line. They drove all the way down the field after missing a field goal, so they basically should have just needed a field goal to win there. Drove all the down way down the field into the red zone and then fucking fumbled on a first down play and the game was over. So that was heartbreak. So those are the bad beats, at least for me, from last week. Pretty, pretty fucking all three of those were pretty fucking brutal rob yeah bad beats by tommy g bad beats bad g's bad g's sounds like a jazz but, album bad beats yeah. by tommy g we had the opposite of a bad beat with our no mercy calls last week we had fucking pit which fucking Smashed. just absolutely throttled carolina so that was nice we gave that out. what was the other one i think we had the over in that game yeah we had the over we had pit those were our two biggest plays um uh-huh. i think we gave new orleans too yeah, we had a we had a good week on the No Mercy pod. So, do you have a play for the Thursday night game right now? Yeah, man, I think I do. I was talking this through with a. a, a We've been smashing Thursday nights over here. Professional gambler friend of mine. I know, man. We have been on fire on Thursday nights. Yeah. And uh, you want me to give it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Give it. Let's. Do, we always give the Thursday night game for free. Yeah. So I'm gonna take uh, I'm gonna take Green Bay on the money line. Okay. Talk talk to me about why. Uh, I'm trying to pull the money line now. Hold on a second. So, so they are uh, on the road to Seattle, uh, getting two and a half points, right? So, two schools of thoughts here. You could take the Tommy G thought. Tommy needs the hook in this one, right? If you're going to bet Green Bay, you need the three. Mm-hmm. Um, my line moved to three, actually. Oh, so did it? My, oh. my credit line, yeah. Oh, nice. I'm not seeing three on the board yet. I still, I still want to get the money line here. I take both. Um, <laughs> I just take the plus one thirty and the and the plus. 30. Oh, dude! I gave Green Bay last week on the pod. Um, yeah, yeah, you did. We had that whole conversation about them. So I'm higher on Green Bay than a lot of people have been. I was proved right last week. I know uh, Russell Wilson's been hot, um, but yeah, I'm gonna ride my Green Bay uh, bias here. I'm gonna grab the money line and just say they beat Seattle outright. Yeah, I'm looking at this, and initially. I started looking at it saying, you know what, Russell Wilson, second half of the season. This team's starting to turn it around, but you can't win. Pete Carroll's just fucking lost out there. He's just – he's absolutely lost. I know I know they're basically keeping games close and staying in it and look better because Russell looks a lot better. But, I mean, this team is just the most Jeff Fisher generic, like just line up six offensive linemen and just keep running the ball nonstop type offense right down the middle. And you just you just can't win long term in the NFL with that strategy. It just doesn't work anymore. Um, so I'm with you here. I really like the plus three. I'm actually, as we speak, putting that in right now. So plus three minus one twenty. So I'm locking that down. And I do like the money line on that game. Do you have a lean on the over rub? Over under? Uh where are we at here? Forty nine. Forty nine. I'm saying where I am at. I'm at forty eight and a half. So no, I got nothing there. All right. So it's about it's about even there. 
Let me just see where the money's moving on this game for Thursday night. Right now it looks like about 74% of the money is coming in on Seattle. Uh, that line is moving with the money in that respect. 26% of the money is on Green Bay. Uh, and then we have about 60% of the bets coming in on Seattle. Let me look at the total, see what we're finding here. Uh, so we got about 87% of the money coming in on the over yeah. to that one. Mm-hmm. So uh, looks like looks like the public, 77% of the bets. Looks like everyone's on the over. Uh, that's one of the biggest money movers. Uh, let's see here. That is the fourth highest percentage. Uh, the next highest total is there's 88% of the money on the Tennessee Indy over. We have 93% of the money on the Detroit Carolina under 51. That's interesting whenever I see that, Rob. You rarely see 93% of the money on an under. You know, yeah. big players, I mean, the, the public and, and the most of the bets don't go under. You usually don't, you usually see those on overs, right? Well, sharp money will be under. Sharp most money of the time. bets under. Sharp but, money bets under. But the, to see right. all percentage of the bets, yeah, it's crazy. And guys, remember, it's still pretty early in the week here. We're recording this on Tuesday, so mm-hmm. uh, these percentages will change quite a bit as we move on in the week. But yeah, that's a heavy, heavily bet under there. And then ninety nine percent of the money uh, so far. Again, only two days into the week right now, on the over in the New Orleans game at fifty four and a half. So I'd imagine that line is going to ninety two percent of the bets too. That's. That's a crazy one. You usually don't see 92% of the bets on, on anything. But, again, it's early in the week. So we'd imagine that number is probably going to rise, right, Rob? Yeah, I would think so. Um, I don't know. Do people believe in Philly at this point? Do you believe in Philly at this point? I mean, it's, it's, I think it's more the Saints at home, right? They just threw up 51 by themselves last week. Yeah. So recency bias is going to have people thinking they should be able to throw up 40 mm-hmm. uh, on this team. The Eagles are missing, I think, four defensive backs. I don't know who's going to end up playing this week, but I know at least two or three of those guys are done for a while. So they're missing about four DBs against the Saints at home. Eagles plus nine. I mean, that's a lot of points to be getting for the Eagles. You know, like they, they still got a lot of talent on that team. They still got Ertz. They still got Wentz. I know they've had some line issues right now. They just added Golden Tate. A lot of people were, were talking about them being right back in the mix for making another Super Bowl run once they landed Tate. And they come right out the gate and lose at home to the fucking Cowboys. Now they're walking right into the Lions' mouth playing what probably is the best team in football right now yeah. in their home turf with no D-backs. So Things the alcoholic invented. I think I said I was higher on the Saints like five or six weeks ago. Oh, God, yeah, podcast. you've been fucking Team Saints uh, for God knows how long. Yeah, and, I, and I've got them winning this game by 11. Okay. Um, so and I've got, got the total at 56. So I don't disagree with any of that money. I lean Saints and I lean over. Well, this seems perfect for Tommy G here because you know what I'm going to do. Parlay. While this motherfucker is nine, Robert. Oh, yeah? I'm going to hit my seven-point teaser. Maybe. And get my Saints minus two before this line shoots up to ten or eleven, and then I'm going to tease this fucker down to forty-seven and a half. Boom! You know, you know, Tom. We talked about this guy. I just thought of something else again. We got, we need an intern to grade our plays from this yes. damn web from this damn podcast. Do you remember the conversation we had? Actually, we'll just ask someone. Anyone want? Anyone wants to grade our plays? There you go. Please, <laughs> we would really appreciate it. Yeah, because we're uh, good. We had the conversation about the ten point teasers, and we said mm-hmm. it was Rams. Uh, who were the three? We said these are going to be the – They all the, hit. No, the Rams didn't cover. Oh, no, oh, no. For the 10-point teaser, though. Yeah, yeah. They, they, yeah. The 10-point teaser. Rams Rams didn't Rams. cover, right? 
No, they did on the 10 pointer because you got them at even. Oh, that's right. That's right. That's right. Yeah. Okay. So yeah. they all covered. They all covered yeah. last week. But I mean, remember, I said I'm going to do it anyway. Yeah. You and said I did do it anyway. Yeah. And we hit it. So yeah, got it. <laughs> that's how I know it covered. <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, so that's, that's pretty interesting there on that game. I, I mean, it's, it's, you got to do the hard thing, right? You know, going against Philly, getting nine points. The Saints are just that good, man. You're right. You've been right. Cynthia Freeland was also right. You guys both said the Saints are the team to beat. Mm-hmm. And they are 100%. And they're the kryptonite for the Rams because you can't run on them. You know, they're a very difficult team to run the ball on. They're one of the best run defenses in the NFL. So when they go match up against the Rams, which probably will be the conference finals, you're going to see a situation where the Rams are going to have to throw the ball. They're going to turn them a lot more one-dimensional, and I don't think you're going to see Gurley uh, go as crazy. So um, let's go to some fun stuff here, Rob, before we get into the Week 11 look ahead. All right. Um, the new topic here. What you got? Rule changes. All right. Okay? So I want each week, I want you to give me at least one rule that should be changed in sports. So keep it to football now if you can. All right. Uh, do you have any rule changes, Robert? Yes. It's football-centric but relates to all sports. Okay. Hit me with it. Let them use PEDs and steroids. <laughs> I don't give a fuck. I want players healthy, big, and strong. What's one of the most common uses for PEDs? Recovery from injury, recovery, right? Yeah. So yep. I want you to recover quicker. I want you on the field. I want you to be the biggest son of a bitch in the world. Like this is for my entertainment. And you being on PED, dude. What was one of the best times anybody ever had in baseball? Of course. Yep. Sosa McGuire. Come on. Sosa McGuire. Yep. Barry Bonds. That's some Bonds. of the best time I've ever had in baseball. And it's when Brady dr- Anderson was hitting 50 homers. Those were the good old days. Dude, that was awesome. I yep. don't care. I don't care if it was drug induced. I, I agree it. with you because I, everyone goes, well, it's unfair to the players who don't want to go on steroids. Listen to me, you dumb fuck. Listen to me. I played high school football in 1997. Mm-hmm. Okay, mm-hmm. this is 20 years ago. We're talking right now. We were the worst team in our conference, right? We played like Don Bosco and St. Joe's and all like the top schools that you guys hear nationally. And we were just a little fucking shit school that didn't have the demand power to go against these guys. My whole high school football team, except three of us 20 years ago, was on steroids. Every fucking one is on steroids. Every one of these professional athletes wants to do steroids. They want to take HGH. They want to take anabolic steroids. They want to do tests. They want to be bigger, stronger, faster. They don't give a fuck about their future and their health because they're ramming their head against other humans. (laughs) They're going to get CTE, and they're destroying their bodies for a living. So trust me, the last thing they're worried about is how steroids are going to affect their body long term. So those seven people... That would be pissed that I'm clean and I don't want to do steroids. Get them the fuck out of the league and let the other 99% who are doing them anyway and would love it. It's one of those situations where it makes the game better for the viewer. Mm -hmm. It makes the game better for the player. It makes the game better for the league. Like, just let them juice the fuck out of their faces if they want. They're doing it anyway. They're just hiding it and fucking using drugs and, you know, covering it up. Totally agree. Same thing with pain pills. Whatever it takes. Fucking to go nuts. In, do whatever you want. Inject it. Do whatever. I just want to see a good football Smoke game. Smoke weed. Fucking yeah. do lines before the fucking yeah. game. Be like David Wells in his perfect game and get drunk before the game. Like, it's all fine. Fucking I don't do care. It. I don't care. All right. So allow PD, PEDs in football is Rob's. I have one that drives me fucking insane. 
and it's just I, someone needs to make sense of this for me. Holding penalties should be five yards on running plays and 10 yards on passing plays. Why is a holding penalty the same penalty on a running play as it would be on a passing play? If you hold on a passing play, you're preventing a 7 to 10-yard sack. So it makes sense why it would be 10 yards. If you hold on a running play, you're preventing a 1 to 3-yard loss. So why is it 10 yards? There's no way you could lose 10 yards on a rushing play. It's literally almost impossible, except if it's like a end around with a wide receiver or something. Or every once in a blue moon, you get a back who reverses field and will lose 10 yards. You never see a 10-yard loss on a running play. So why would a passing play where you're going to lose 10 yards on it be a 10-yard penalty and a running play where you're going to lose 2 yards on it be a 10-yard penalty? They should be different. 5 yards on running plays. 10 yards on holding plays. It, there's nothing worse than watching a drive where the team's fucking third and one and they run the ball around the end, holding penalty. Next thing you know, they're third and 11 on a fucking holding penalty. And we know that these games are somewhat fixed. We know the refs have control. We also know holding could be called on any play. So at least now it's not putting you in a situation where on a running play, which are most short yardage plays, you now go from third and inches to third and long. What do you think, Rob? Dude, I'm totally on the same page with you here. Totally agree. I, it doesn't totally make agree. sense. Like, it shouldn't be the same. It, the result is totally different. What's so it amazing to me thing. is in the trenches, you just said it, every single play in the NFL, there's a hold of some right. sort. How do they yep. decide which one's the call? It's mind-boggling. Like, Based got, on whether they need it to go over or under. Hand around your throat? Sure. Like, how many really dead-ass obvious holding penalties do you see in a game? Two, maybe three. Like you don't see these real obvious holds, and so go look back, Rob, at the fucking Philly Dallas game where they did the slow mo replay. Remember when Wentz dropped back and he got his wristband pulled, mm-hmm. and he still made the throw, mm-hmm. and they kept talking about like, "Wow, look at that throw by Wentz! He got his wristband pulled. It was a pretty awesome throw that he still got that off." But if you look to the right, you'll see the lineman who's pulling his re- wristband is literally in a fucking chokehold being held like six different ways. I'm like, how do you miss that call? Like, it's just, it's disgraceful. Uh, Do you have another one, Rob? Yeah. I think, uh, particularly in the NFL, that they should let players fight like they do in the NHL. So, (laughs) again, it's all about my entertainment. But if you go to a hockey hockey, uh, game, when do people get most excited? A goal and a fight. People right. love it. I would yeah. love to see a fist fight in the NFL every single game, two or three times a game. I just think it would make it better. I, I just really, uh, you know, I think it would be great. And these guys I are love all it. equipped too, so it's not like they can. Hockey yeah, players don't really wear hurt face each masks. Other. They're fucking got helmets on. Let them no. fucking fight. Yeah, let them fight. Let them. I think you should let everyone fight in every sport. If they want to go fight, let them fucking fight. I I'm agree. One thousand percent, full agreement with that. What's your take on? The um, I, I have I have two here, but one rule change that I'm kind of torn on. I don't know where I sit on it. In college, pass interference is 15 yards. In the pros, pass interference is a spot foul. Being that so many pass interference calls are iffy and stuff like that, what do you think? Do you think it should be 15 yards or a spot foul? Dude, I hate the spot foul, and I hate it. Too. You know, for selfish DFS reasons, it's like your player will run this great route, get downfield, get the team all the way ready to score. He gets no points for it. 
and the running back's going to score the touchdown. So it just nullifies your wide receiver who just did something awesome. I think it should be 15 yards. Um, I know you could argue that it incentivizes the cornerbacks to commit pass interference more Good. in certain it, situations. Do, 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 but again, fine. if you get pass interfered with by a guy on the spot and you don't like it, punch him in the fucking mouth. Let these guys work this shit out. So yeah. there, it's a combo rule. Add the pass interference 15 yards. And then if you get pass interference, Rob is going to allow you to fight for two minutes. Fuck yeah. Work it out amongst yourselves. I mean, shit. It's like you tell your kids to do, right? Beat the shit of each other and stop crying. Figure it the fuck out. I agree with that. I, I think the 15-yard pass interference, now, the more I'm thinking about it, the more. Because I hate it. From a DFS perspective, oh my fucking God, yes. I, I love it from a fan. Because there is nothing more tilting than people getting one-yard fucking touchdown runs that they didn't deserve. Mm -hmm. So, you know, the bottom line is you don't know if the guy was going to catch the ball. You don't know, you know, what the scenario was. Half the time it wasn't even pass interference. They're just calling it pass interference. They don't ever call offensive pass interference. I think it should be a 15-yard foul for sure. Um, I hate that spot foul shit. You just toss the ball up in the air, and next thing you know, the whole fucking game changes. My other rule change that I'll have in here for the NFL, the clock should stop on a first down under two minutes. Yes. No one gives a fuck about the length of NFL games. Stop. It's never been a complaint by anyone ever. No one's ever said these games are too long outside of the fucking league. None of us give a shit. Run the games till midnight. None of us care. Just make them good. Make them fun. Make them exciting at the end. And you can keep the two-minute warning in. So in college, they don't have the two-minute warning. Keep the two-minute warning in. Have these games stop. Play stop on a first down. And watch how much more exciting the ends of these games get and how much more jacked up the fans will get when you have 54 seconds and no timeouts and you have a realistic shot to march down the field. There's nothing more fun than watching final drives of a college football game because it keeps the whole middle of the field open, yeah. that whole last drive, because you can get up and spike it. So I think they should stop the clock after and the final two. What's it going to add? An extra fucking you know, minute to the game? The NFL should do everything in their power to add more action to their game. I mean, and what, more excitement. When you boil an NFL game down, what is it like? fucking 15 minutes of actual playing 10 minutes of actual playing anything they can right it's, i think it's 11 minutes of actual play on the field right so everything else is standing around and scratching balls so anything they can do to increase that they should yes i agree with you 100 percent. all right we're in full agreement as usual so little uh little little twitter question here for you rob all right would you rather have a two-inch dick or a two-foot dick <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I forget who that's from. A two inch dick or two foot dick. Now keep in mind, I'm gonna because it seems like everyone's just gonna go ah, two foot dick, right? But for practical purposes, you can't see this. This is a pure water water bottle. Fucking right? fancy, fancy water. This bottle. is a fancy. See how big that water bottle is? It's bigger than my head. Yeah. It's thick and it's fat and it's long. Those of you who drink pure water know what it is. You're this isn't even two feet, okay? So you're talking two feet is like this. That's your dick, Rob. Are we talking hard or soft? It's a foot soft, maybe foot and a half soft, two feet, <laughs> two feet hard, right? So you have to factor in when you're hanging around the house in sweatpants, and your kids running around, family over. Like you got this fucking hanger, yeah, foot and a half down your fucking this sausage down your fucking leg. Dude, Plus, is, it's going to be impractical. It's going to be difficult to perform sex with anyone. You're going to scare off every. You don't girl. need to or, sell me. This is so easy. Or a two-inch dick yeah. where, yeah, it might be a little embarrassing, but you could do whatever work you want, whatever you want. Dude, I'm two-inch all day, every day, and I'm all good with that. Well, all you're used good to it for it. the last 40 years. I mean, I'm I, working with four. You cut it in half. No problem. I'm all good. <laughs> 
I'm going with the two footer. You are. I'm going with the two footer. Yeah, you know my ego. Dude, what like, woman wants that? There's not a woman care. in this world that wants that. I don't care, dude. I've seen porn stars stick fucking garbage cans up their vagina. <laughs> I'll find. I'll find someone who could, dude. I you, there's fucking porn stars out there, dude. Because guess what? I'm immediately a porn star. I'm sure. immediately the number one porn star in America. You get ultra rich, no doubt. I can monetize a two foot dick, right? You know, and I have a two foot dick. So it's like I literally am the big swinging dick, you know. So that's that's the thing. It's you know, there's probably only a very select few women that I could actually get with. But every porn star chick that is just loose as hell and you know can't get off because of fucking getting fucked so much, they're gonna hunt me down. I'm not even gonna have to chase them down. They're gonna be like, I I want to be with Tom Steele, Tom that's Rod. Tom Tommy Steele. Rod. Tommy Rod. <laughs> All right. I, I, there's, there's nothing in my... I mean, I knew 100% which side you were taking of this, honestly. Right. There yeah, was no I question. I monetize that. And then these are actual Twitter questions, guys. These, this is how you can tell. Uh, the other one here. Rob, largest object you'd let a female shove up your ass? <laughs> <laughs> I've had a female nurse give me an enema before. <laughs> okay, that's what I was going to say. Like, I, 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 I don't... <laughs> I don't know. I mean, when I was little, my mom put a suppository in my ass. <laughs> I mean, what do I? I don't even let. I'm not a finger in the butt guy. Fuck I don't no. like it. That is God, exit no. only. No. I know a lot of guys like that no. shit. Um, no, man, don't go near my fucking asshole. Team I exit clench. only. Yeah, I clench up like a motherfucker. Like I'll stay out of your ass. You stay out of mine. Uh, I'm not even an anal guy. No, me either. Everyone no. loves anal. I'm like, no. oh, dude, why no. you watching too much porn? Like, porn doesn't smell. Disgusting. Like, yeah, I don't. I mean, I'll do it, but it's like, <laughs> I, <laughs> but it's not like, like I've ever like been like, oh, come on, please, honey, let me fuck you in the ass. Like, I've never, I don't know, I've never had that that desire. I mean, it's probably because I have a big dick, so it's like getting it in the vagina is hard enough, let alone in the ass. But it's like, fuck. I don't know. It smells like shit. Some girls shit themselves and you take it out. It's just uh, not for me. There's zero appeal to me. Don't no. you feel like everyone who loves anal? Here's a little tip, guys. If you or your friends, and you know if you're listening, if I'm right or wrong here, I immediately feel any guy that's obsessed with anal has a tiny dick. Like, that's the first thing I think when a guy's going, oh, I love anal. I'm like, you have a small dick. Two-incher. Yeah, you, you have a small dick. Because how many assholes can you really fit your dick in that it's fun and comfortable and not like a whole fucking procedure like like you're in a Saw movie. Like, <laughs> like dude, I, I, 98% of the times, I'd never be able to fuck a girl on the ass. Like, if it requires like five steps, I'm out. Yeah, Let's if I got to get it. fucking lube and fucking like, like give her a massage first. And fucking, forget it. Like, yeah, like rub icy hot on her. It's too like, much effort. Put on a knee brace. <laughs> fuck <laughs> that. So I correlate your interest in anal sex to your cock size in real life. So just know that if any of you are interacting with me in the future. Uh, <laughs> Let's get into some of the uh, some of the stats of the week here, Rob. So, uh, first one involves that Seattle game. Seattle is seven and zero and one against the spread in their last eight Thursday night games. <laughs> Had to add Thursday night games on there. Yeah, I give no fucks. Nope, no fucks. No, nope, but we do nope. like we do like Green Bay. We do. So like you Green are totally Bay. ignoring that stat. Yeah. Okay. Uh, the under is twenty one and seven in Minnesota. Last twenty eight versus the NFC North. What you think, man? I mean, I don't, I don't, whenever you're going that big a sample size, I really don't give a shit, you know, unless it was like 28 and one, 
but 21 and 7 i mean it it does say something the nfc north plays some more competitive games obviously you know they're fucking grind out teams but you know they do back end a lot of those games so that usually when the weather's colder but nah yeah i, I got really nothing don't. here i don't want that one i really don't play nah. that let's look at that game nah. real quick though uh vikings bears bears minus three vikings plus three over unders 45 and a half in this one um what are you looking at here you got a little uh, little action on your model there yeah i absolutely do i absolutely do and uh i don't know should i give another bet on the no mercy podcast yeah why not yeah fuck it um, fuck it fuck Jay- it we got we got nine people giving out plays every week we can give out a couple on here. jameson's flowing over here at the alcoholic uh yeah <laughs> i've seen you drinking it by the way proper 12 is a dupe i was telling you about no, it last man. time i had it for the second time last night and i forgot i forgot proper 12 existed until last night and dude you chill proper 12 it tastes like water you don't even taste it. i had the whole bar trying it everyone's like no no i don't drink jameson i'm like this is not jameson chill this and drink it and then tell me that this is fucking hardcore i made a note man i'm going tomorrow going yeah tomorrow. go get it i'm ordering a bunch but um anyway uh vikings bears vikings two plays three. this is my oh. double 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 special double banger double banger so one thing that I will do, and I didn't advise this in my last money line play, but one thing I will do a lot of is I will split my bets. So if I want one unit down on uh, the Vikings, which I do, I'm going to put half on the spread and half on the money line. If I can bet the spread at three, and if I can get the money line at plus 125, which I can right now. Um, yeah, I got three 130 on mine. So if you have two and a half, I only want you to bet the money line here. If you have plus three or fuck it you could buy the hook if you want to i was just gonna tell him buy that motherfucking hook. i've split my money between the spread and the money line on the vikes i think they take care of business buy that motherfucking hook but it should be uh it, right now i have plus three minus 120 uh on mine so it looks like uh i'm at three plus one uh minus 120 and then i have plus 130 on the money line so it's almost identical. It's actually the identical line to the Packers Thursday night. So is that what you're going to be doing with the pack too? If you get the three, same exact thing. Absolutely. Yeah. I'm not doing it right now. And so that, that's why, cause I've got the two and a half on the uh, pack. You could buy the half point there too, if you want and split your action. Uh, and actually it wouldn't be the worst thing in the world to have split money line spread bets on both those teams. I forgot about one of my other great bets from last weekend, uh, Cleveland Browns money line plus two twenty. Yeah, package. Nice. So, uh, yeah, that was a nice one. Everyone was every, a lot of people at Atlanta and Survivor and uh, Browns and the money. Line. They, watch this Browns team, man, going forward. I said it two weeks ago in my article on DFS that this change in coaching is going to be huge for Mayfield. Remember, I was like, he's mm-hmm. like a Tommy G type guy. He's an emotional guy. And if you got Haley and Hugh Jackson leading you, mm-hmm. you ain't fucking doing anything. He needed mm-hmm. a change. And now you're seeing the real Baker Mayfield come out. So yep. uh, let's see another little Robert stat here. By the way, I'm not worried about giving a couple bets on, off on this thing ever. Just because I put 18 bets in on the Monday night game last night. And I put 14 bets in on the Sunday night game. So I put 32 bets in the article. On two games. <laughs> <laughs> Think about that. I don't know if Rob's made 32 bets all year. My wife. <laughs> 32 bets I gave out for two games, and we smashed. We yeah. actually won money. So, uh, so yeah, trust me. If you get that gambling package, you're going to a hell of a lot more than just this. Plus, you're getting all the guys on the staff who are all really hot right now. Uh, Indianapolis, 2-7-1 and seven and one 
against the spread in their last 10 games versus their division. 271 ATS, last 10 versus the South. I factor this in. I mean, you're looking at probably only, what, three seasons worth of data here? Mm-hmm. Colts aren't that much different of a team you know, over the last few years than they were prior. So is that something you take into account? No, not really. Uh, you know, uh, Luck would have missed, what, a few of those games, half of those games. Right, like maybe. a season, yeah. So Luck wouldn't have been there. Um, fuck, man, I got to play on this game. I'm going to keep this play in the package, dude. Okay. All right. Um, I will give my side of it. Me and Rob tend to disagree on a lot of games. My side of this game is actually the Titans. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> <laughs> There's the Jameson. All right. We're not keeping that play in the package. <laughs> yeah, I like the Titans in this game. I think the Titans are being undervalued week after week. Do you remember on the text thread last week, Rob? My dumb ass. Basically, uh, we were talking about the Super Contest, and Kevin was like, dude, we have to fucking hammer our lives on the Patriots minus six and a half. What was my response in the text thread versus the Titans? Sucker bet. Donkey bet. Sucker bet. I said this is a trap. This is an extreme trap. I might take the Titans on the money line. So uh, I went and took the Patriots tease down. <laughs> so so I'm going to go ahead and give it. Since like, I, said, I fucking want to kill myself. I said, mm-hmm. So I've got a triple-double for all the uh, No Mercy podcast listeners. I'm doing the same fucking thing with this Tennessee game as I just did with Minnesota and Green Bay, and this is very rare to see this, but they're all just sitting right at that number, right? And I like both sides. I like Green Bay to win. I like Minnesota to win. I like Tennessee to win. All right. So the alcoholic is going to be firing this week. And then uh, the last one is that game. Tennessee, the same thing. Tennessee's 6-2 and against the spread in their last eight games overall. Been saying it. I just said it just now. Mm -hmm. I didn't read this till right now. I literally, Rob writes these, gives me these notes, and I don't read them till I'm reading them. But, uh, yeah, they've been undervalued mm-hmm. so far that's by right. Vegas, and it seems like they still are. So that's, uh, that's it for the key stats there. We did the rule changes. Um, Rob, do you have uh, – let's go through your Twitter, okay. the Alcoholic Twitter. Right, you it. came out blazing your first week on the at the Alcoholic Twitter handle. Yeah. You, you were starting fights and fucking causing chaos and all kinds of shit. Yeah, I can't be stopped. I'm, I'm adopting this a little more than I did last podcast. Too. I feel like you're coming around. Someone asked me today, like, is Rob ready to kill himself? So I'm like, no, nah, he's he's coming around. I could feel him coming around. A lot of, lot of positivity in the Twitterverse. I've noticed a lot of positive tweets about your new name, Rob. A lot no of doubt. people are getting used to it. A lot of people are saying they like it. You still got the MLB model sitting up there at the top. Yep. But uh, you, you seem happier this pod. You were lost. You were shattered last pod. I feel better. Were, I feel whole. You again. were saying, let's get weird and stay cashing and lost. Kurt caught something else that you did. He's like, he's like Rob seemed like he was lost. The bod is fucking ruthless, man. That the bod just comes ruthless. after you nonstop. All right. So let's go through Rob's Twitter. Uh, Rob's Twitter. When you can lay 53% on a 50-50 probability, you just got to do it. So this one was serious, Tommy, because I just want to point out this, okay? Uh, uh, DraftKings Sportsbook was offering a prop on whether the game would end odd or even, and it was juiced minus 112 on either side, Mm -hmm. on either side. So minus 112 is a 53% probability, and you know that if the game comes out odd or even, it's a 50-50 split. It's a coin flip, right? Mm -hmm. So my thing is, offer the play. Juice the fuck out of it if you want to. But that's not one that you want to advertise that you have available, in right. my opinion. <laughs> and the public doesn't even realize. Yeah. Just bury know. that one. Just okay, yeah. bury that one. Yep. Dude, there's a lot of differentiation between my bookie and DraftKings. A lot. 
Like you need to, you need to fucking, we always talk about my bookie, uh, you know, use promo code guru elite, hundred percent deposit bonus, uh, up to a thousand dollars. Uh, and then the DraftKings Sportsbook, obviously, which a lot of you guys already have access to because you're playing on DraftKings for DFS. There's some big differences on these lines um, if you're playing between the two. For instance, last night, uh, San Francisco was minus 160 uh, on uh, my bookie, and they were minus 180 on DraftKings. You know, that's a big difference. You know, like you're talking, you know, 20 cent difference on the money line. And then it was minus three and minus three and a half on each line. And then other times, especially the props, you'll see DraftKings is far more favorable. So if you notice in my article, I'm line shopping between those two for you guys. I have a third and fourth book, which I play on and look for lines on. I know Rob does the same. But since I know most of you guys have my bookie and have DraftKings, uh, I've been basically putting the more favorable one for you guys in my article just to make it easier for you guys, especially with the props. Because those extra little, a lot of these, the props could be juiced out of control. You'll see one site offer, you know, Aaron Rodgers over one and a half touchdowns you know, minus 280, and then another one will be minus 210. Mm-hmm. Or another one That's will right. have two and a half instead of one and a half, you know, plus 110. Yeah. So I've been kind of picking and choosing those for you guys um, so you know where to go to place the bet. So you should have accounts um, on multiple sites. All right, so Rob, let's uh, go to tweet two of your Twitter here. Uh, mm-hmm. It says, heading to a Friendsgiving tonight. That is the full announcement. <laughs> Friendsgiving. <laughs> It's Thanksgiving for your fucking friends. Oh, it's so stupid. Dude, this is like terrible. The most millennial thing ever. I know, but everybody's like 40 and 50. I don't know. Oh, God. It's so fucking dumb. Like the only good thing about Thanksgiving is football, amazing food being cooked by grandparents and people who could really fucking cook and your family, right? Like. Instead of Friendsgiving, why don't you just have a fucking party? 100%. Have a Thanksgiving party. 100%. Friendsgiving. We Friends sit around a table and eat fucking eat turkey and mashed potatoes without football on. And fuck, you don't have to fucking talk, talk to, to people. You, you want to talk That's to people? Horrible. You all wear stupid sweaters and everything, too, probably. <laughs> fucking losers. Friendsgiving. Fuck Friendsgiving. Uh, next tweet. Rule on falling asleep at Friendsgiving. <laughs> 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 so i don't i don't read these ahead of time i just let you stick it in because i like the natural reaction of it <laughs> so i didn't realize he really does it rule it falling <laughs> oh jesus rule on falling asleep at friendsgiving while everyone else plays some stupid fucking game <laughs> Let me promise you this. If I can't win money doing it, I'm not playing. I'm not playing Uno with your kids or your grandparents. No, forget that shit. Fuck that. (laughs) Next one. These These kids and their games and fucking music. Uh, No one should have to deal with this. (laughs) I can just hear you in your old man. These kids and these games and this fucking music. No one should have to deal with this shit. Get you off just see you on the couch just tweeting away how angry I am at everyone. Get off my lawn. <laughs> <laughs> uh, next one. I've never enjoyed groups of people and music. <laughs> you want me to have a bad time? Put a bunch of people in a room and turn on a radio. I'm out. <laughs> Are you saying you've never enjoyed groups of people and you've never enjoyed music or you've never enjoyed the combination of groups and people and music? No, I enjoy music and I like people. I don't like the fucking combination. The combination is bad, huh? <laughs> yeah. 
So how was that Friendsgiving party all on a whole? <laughs> food was decent. Was there I any I had highlight okay to it? I mean, based on my tweets, it was a it was a fine time. It was good. Yeah. Oh God, what a mess. Here's another <laughs> Twitter question. All right, from the Twitterverse. All right, this is a t- question, Robert, right. that you actually sent out to me and Jeff and Jeff Hans, Jeff Hans, <laughs> for me and Jeff Mans to answer mm-hmm. um, regarding two movies that I was in because I'm a very big celebrity. Movies um, very loose. Movies. <laughs> One's a dating show. The other's a documentary. It's very two loose. Two full feature films <laughs> produced by Scorsese and Spielberg. A costume and makeup. Yeah, of course. Full feature films. Uh, one was Shipmates, which I'm sure a lot of the listeners don't know too much about. We haven't talked about it. The hardcores know about it. But uh, you can find this on the YouTube.com. Go uh, Google YouTube Tommy G Shipmates. S-H-I-P-M-A-T-E-S. It's a dating show I was on when I was 24 on a cruise ship with a Perfect 10 model, and they filmed us for four days. Um, and then the other one is a documentary. It was the first ever fantasy football, d- daily fantasy documentary called Living the Fantasy, where they followed me and Jeff Manns and Rad Thad and Pilar Loster and a bunch of the, bunch of the guys and gals uh, around. That was actually pretty good, too. Um, very well done, I must say. But uh, you asked me and Jeff what our favorite was of those. And Jeff asked me in the hidden episode that no one will ever hear that we recorded before this that I forgot to hit record on to spin it back around to you because he said we're biased because Jeff's in one and not the other. So he's obviously going to pick that. And I'm obviously going to pick shipmates because it was incredible. But um, Rob, what is your favorite of the two? Well, the best thing about this question is before I asked it, I wrote down both answers on a piece of paper, and then I was going to tweet it after the episode because I knew which each of you would pick. Uh-huh. So my unbiased opinion, and you know, I'll stick at the Jeff Mans anytime I can, but right. shipmates. Yeah, it's the nuts, right? Shipmates is the nuts. And I've never asked you this as much as we talk. Did you get it in? Oh, of course. Like it yeah. legit? Dude, real life yeah. They in? let us take off the last day of filming if... Dude, we had shit they couldn't even air. We were hunting around for a threesome, and I was naked in the fucking ocean, and these other girls wouldn't sign the waiver. Uh, we brought a girl back up to the place. She, after the show, uh, they told us if we, if, we, uh, if we basically made it like fun enough that mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. they would uh, give us the last day off. So on the last day, we got to spend the day together on the cruise ship. We fucked like animals. Then she flew out here to visit me. Really? after the show and met my friends uh-huh. uh she was rich and i was a poor little bartender she never came back, back. yeah no funny 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 part so she came out here she was loaded so she came out here dropped like three grand on me at fucking neiman marcus it's the first time really? I'd ever, first time i'd ever been inside neiman marcus uh, uh-huh. i was broke i was a 23 year old fucking bartender right and uh she got me she bought me diesel jeans and like all these outfits and shit like dolled me up gave me money then she went back out to cali she was making like 600 grand a year and uh, she was going to move me out there. She was going to get me in Fast and the Furious 2, Rob. You are kidding me. Yep. I was moving out to L.A. That was happening. I was moving out to Beverly Hills. And she told me she sent me $3,000 cash, like a check for $3,000 uh-huh. just to help me um, before I got out there for the move. Right. And she told me, don't bring any clothes. Don't bring anything. You know, I'm going to buy you a car. You're going to live with me. And I'm going to get you in Fast and the Furious 2. Because you, know, mm-hmm. you saw shitmates, dude. I was actor looks. I was a good-looking motherfucker oh, yeah, back you, then. Yeah, sexy. Yeah, I was a sexy Crazy beast. sexy. Sexy oh, beast yeah. with game and a mouthpiece. Oh, yeah. So uh, that was basically what was going to happen. And uh, five days before I was supposed to go out, I told my mom I was moving out there. Everyone was freaking out. What are you doing? And again, I wasn't moving out there for her. I was moving out there because she's a bisexual 
girl who was going to get me famous and buy me. She was a sugar mommy, basically. Yeah. And it was yeah. a great experience. Like, right. You know, and um, five days before I went out there, her ex-boyfriend, who was like a meathead, he was actually a Skinamax um, dude. <laughs> he was a dude in Skinamax, like a big meathead from Skinamax, really? threw a brick through her window. Wow. She kicked him out of the house because I was moving out there. Mm-hmm. And he said, when that kid come here, he comes here, he's dead. And oh. she called me all freaking out and crying. And she's like, don't worry. It's going to be fine. I'm going to hire a security guard to stand outside the front door. I'm like, if you think I'm moving to a new city that I've never been to at 23 years old with some meathead out there who's some fucking millionaire Skinamax dude who wants my head, like, you're out of your mind because you're going to have a security guard at the door. <laughs> like, so I actually was like, let's wait a little bit. Let's let this calm down. Like, let's wait a couple months before I move out. And I was crushed because I wanted to go out there more than she wanted me out there. And she flipped. I just threw my ex-boyfriend out for you. I moved my whole life, and then we stopped talking. Damn. So Imagine yeah. how different your life would be now. Imagine. I don't even know. I don't even, I'd probably be dead or fucking possibly a movie star. One right. or the other. Either way, you wouldn't be podcasting with the Either alcoholic. way, I wouldn't be sitting here with the alcoholic talking about fucking what we're about to talk about. <laughs> fuck, Mary kills. <laughs> I, have, uh, I have a bunch of fuck, Mary kills that me and Jeff weren't able to get to on our podcast. Uh, so I'm assuming we won't be able to get to them tomorrow either. So I'm going to do this for you. We'll end on this note. Uh, me and you don't do too many fuck, Mary kills, but I think we got some good ones on here and very Rob-centric ones on here. Right. So fuck, Mary kill topic here, Robert. All right. And again, these are our, from our fucking beloved Twitter subscribers, okay? Bin Laden. <laughs> John- yeah, it's like everything is like either ass player or serial killers and terrorists. That's right. Bin Laden, Kim Jong-un, or Hitler. I haven't even <laughs> thought about these. I, ha- I swear I haven't put any thought into these, so I'm thinking live with you. Oh, God damn it. Fuck, marry, kill. There's no winners here, Tom. I got a better one. You know what's funny? Let's skip that one. Yeah. Because th- this is the same thing. So there's another fuck, marry, kill here. that we- I forget who sent it. But it's a threesome with. Okay? So mm-hmm. you have to have a threesome with. Kelly LeBrock from Weird Science, the hot oh, yeah. chick from Weird yeah. Science. Oh, yeah. And Hitler. No. <laughs> <laughs> Who Phoebe, Phoebe Cates from Fast Times at Ridge, Ridgemont yeah, High yeah. and Bin Laden or Sharon Stone from Basic Instinct Prime and Kim Jong-un oh, so it's are, easy for me are people actually fucking sent the same three like dictators in, in two different sick fucks listening to this this one is just a better thing. one so it threesome is. with Hitler Bin Laden Kim Jong-un Sharon Stone Phoebe Cates LeBrock let me tell you, Sharon Stone in Basic Instinct when she did the mm-hmm. leg thing. So that's your dude, married. Dude, Jesus Christ. I, I am all in that. Okay. Kim Jong-un and his happy fat ass could sit right there and jerk it off. and just No, he's it. in. He's his finger in your butthole. Uh, he's in that's the fine. That's, that's actually fine. He can't just sit fine. on the side. That's not a three. So he's got to be involved. That's actually fine. All yeah, right. You're I'm double good. teaming Sharon Stone with Kim oh, yeah. Jong. All right, all day. cool. All right, that's your marry. What's your fuck? Or your kill. Oh, I got to do all three of these? Oh, yeah, okay. Yeah, right, Phoebe right. Cates and Bin Laden or Kelly LeBrock and Hitler. Which one all of those right, do you right. I'm marrying the first one there. Right. I am fucking Phoebe Cates and Bin Laden. Bin Laden had some kinky <laughs> shit on his... Um, he had some kinky shit on his computer when they went busted yeah. into his little compound there. So uh-huh. he might have some tricks. Um, right. So <laughs> take Bin Laden. And I can't do anything with Hitler. I'm killing Hitler. Okay, you're killing Hitler and Kelly LeBrock. I'm going to do the same thing. I'm marrying Sharon Stone and Kim Jong-un just because Kim Jong-un, at least if the lights are off, uh, you'll hear me say this a lot on this podcast. 
It tends to be a whenever we're talking about men and fucking, you'll hear the same thing. He seems pretty hairless. Right? He seems hairless. So if I turn the lights off and I absolutely accidentally rub up against him, you know, I might not know if it's him or Sharon. So those Asian dictators are the best people to fuck. Asian dictators are the best dictators to fuck. This is just for facts. always. So it's just facts. They're hairless. It'd be like Sharon Stone and a chubby chick if you close your eyes. <laughs> Plus, Kim Jong un's dick is probably significantly smaller than mine. Two inches. Yeah, it's like an inch and a half. So I'm gonna look like a boss in front of fucking Sharon Stone in her prime. So that's the marry. Um, I can't believe I'm saying this. The fuck is going to be Kelly LeBrock <laughs> from Weird Science and Hitler. Oh, God. So I'm doing that only because I feel like Hitler has a smaller dick than Bin Laden. So my <laughs> dick will look bigger again. Um, and I picture Bin Laden to be stinky. Like I, the dude lived in a cave for his whole life and he's fucking just looks like he smells. And his robes are good. Yeah. So the smell of Bin Laden will probably get me soft. So I'm going to have to kill Bin Laden and Phoebe Cates, and I'm going to fuck Hitler and Kelly LeBrock. Plus, you know, I'd want to hear Hitler scream when he comes. That'd just be funny. So uh, that's, that's my fuck, Mary kill. You can tell how old we are by both picking Sharon Stone as the Mary oh, in that movie. You can't oh, and God. listen, Weird Science and Fast Times were great pulls. Those true, are two. Kelly LeBrock and Phoebe Cates yeah. were phenomenal pulls. Um Here's a fuck, marry, kill for you, Rob. I don't know the answer to this yet, so I'm going to think about it as we go. It's the right. nice thing about being the host and getting to All kick right. it to the guest first. One year of no sex. Mm. One year of no drinking. One year of no gambling. Fuck, marry, kill. Oh, dude. I am... Uh, fuck. <laughs> Start from the back end. Which uh, okay. one do you All definitely... Right. All right. You can't live without. I am killing one year of no drinking. Okay, so you have to drink for a year. That's the high. Okay. Yeah. Cannot do that. Okay. Um, I'm going to m- marry one year of no sex. Because <laughs> you're married. You probably only have it five times a year anyway. I mean, listen. <laughs> listen. I'm like a sex camel. I have it, and I just store that shit. And so... <laughs> I'm like a sex camel. <laughs> I get sometimes when you say things, I just know what's going to be all over Twitter. <laughs> that is one of them. Sex I'm like camel. a sex camel. <laughs> Maybe if you don't love the alcohol alcoholic, you know, Rob, if you end up deciding against it, you could change your handle to at sex camel. It's not bad. Actually, yeah. actually, actually, you, you probably have said can't that, because someone's grabbing it. Somebody's right grabbing now. that as we speak. <laughs> These dirtbag fucks. <laughs> All right, so that's my three. Gambling, drinking, no sex. Okay, so drinking over gambling is what you say. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, I'm going to... This is hard, man, but it's different for me. I have to fuck. I have to marry... So wait a minute. I'm I'm just trying to think about how... It's weird how it's written. It's confusing. Right, it's written written weird, right? So I'm going to kill one year of no sex. Because right. I, there's no way I can go a year without having sex. That right. just sounds horrible. Because keep in mind, you have kids, and you've been—you only have one option to have sex with. And granted, your wife's hot and cool and awesome, but you've already had sex with her a fucking thousand times. You know, sure. so you could still survive. You still got the kids. You're still—you got me. I'm single with no kids. All the only benefit of being single with no kids at 39 is that I get to have sex with hot right. 25 year old girls. So yeah, yeah, of course, no, I'm that's dead. So now it's between drinking and gambling. Um, which one am I marrying? I guess I got to marry no drinking. 
No, I have to marry no gambling. I have to. I have to. Yeah, because I, I, I can't go without drinking for a whole year. That sounds fucking insane. There's no way I could do that. So I think I could if I had to go a whole year without gambling. That would be really hard and it would suck but a lot. But when you start drinking, you're going to gamble. So it's like you I can't. Know. Maybe DFS will be a loophole where they don't count as gambling. <laughs> it's not gambling. It's gambling. Skill game. Yeah. So, so that's where I'm at. All right, Rob. Another one for you here. Uh, fuck, marry, kill. Canned wine, bourbon or whiskey, <laughs> and Coors Light. Canned wine, bourbon or whiskey, Coors Light. All right. I am going to kill canned wine. God damn it! Ooh, wow, that's your fucking brand. I know. I love canned wine, but I love Coors Light and I love bourbon. So mm-hmm. if I had to marry one thing, it'd be bourbon because, dude, I could drink a one glass of bourbon and feel like a new man. Right. I watched you do it on this show. You watched me drink three glasses of bourbon. <laughs> <laughs> After drinking three glasses of bourbon before the show. And I'm washing it down with the Coors Light, people. So, right. yeah. So I'm going to marry bourbon. I'm going to fuck Coors. I'm going to kill canned wine. Well, if I had to choose, I'm obviously marrying bourbon because, you know, bourbon whiskey, because we all know I like the, the burbs and the whisk. Yeah. Um, so now it's two things I hate, canned wine and Coors Light. <laughs> so, I mean, I'm killing canned wine just because I didn't even know it existed until you showed it to me. Sure. So I'm going to guess fuck Coors Light. And, uh, and that makes sense because I play a lot of beer pong. So Coors Light is a great beer pong beer in my wine because it's fucking like water and fucking goes down easy. Yeah. No doubt. Um, here's another one. Jack the Ripper, Charles Manson, and Jeffrey Dahmer. <laughs> Fuck, marry, kill. That is from our beloved Twitter followers. Wow. Dude, Dahmer is really such a fucked up looking dude. Yeah. I'm going to kill Dahmer. <laughs> Are you going to eat him? I'm going to kill Dahmer. I don't want to be eaten. I want no parts of my body eaten. Right. Um, I'm going to marry Charles Manson because he's got the beautiful long hair. And then uh, <laughs> now you're thinking like a veteran. Look at this. It's four questions in. You're already a vet, Rob. Uh, yeah, I'm going to fuck Jack the Ripper. Nobody knows who he was. Maybe it's a hot chick. <laughs> right? They never, oh. they never found him, right? Wow. No, of course. Yeah. If you listen to the Mad Lab and the Bod Pod, episode 26, I went into that. Jack the Ripper is my mm-hmm. one celebrity in the past that I would want to sit down with outside of Andrew Carnegie. <laughs> so he's never been found, so it could be a hot Yeah, just because he got away with it. Um, right. That's an interesting wrinkle, Rob. You got the door number three aspect to that's Jack the do. Ripper there, right? Yep. It may be a chick. You never know. Who knows? Hmm. All right. Let's kill Jeffrey Dahmer. That's for damn sure. Mm-hmm. Because that motherfucker eats people. And yes, mm-hmm. he is super weird looking. He's a creepy, creepy, fucking scary man. Charles Manson. I think I'd fuck Charles Manson. <laughs> you know, like you said, I like, I like where your head's at here, Rob. I like the long hair factor of it. And yeah. you know what? Charles Manson seems like, even though he was a murderer, mm-hmm. you know, it seems like he'd be a dude that I, I could, you know, get down. I could ask some cool stories to and have some fun with Charles Manson every once in a while. Um, as long yeah. as he doesn't kill me. And I'm going with Jack the Ripper. I mean, if I got, even if there's a half a percent chance that it's a chick, it's the best odds on the board. <laughs> it's, be- it's the best odds right? on the board. It's exactly. the best odds on the board. So, yeah, fuck it. Great pull, Robert, the, the chick aspect of that. Um, let's do one final one here from Twitter. TV, cell phone, or computer? Fuck, marry, kill. And oh, I'll dude. put iPad with computer. TV is already dead to me. TV oh, is gone. Wow. Forget it. Okay, kill, so kill fucking, the TV. Killing TVs. 
Yeah, I could do everything I need on my computer. Watch shows, anything I need on my oh, computer. So, Rob, you're a veteran. You're a veteran. K- kill the TV. And I'm going to... All right, then let's make this fair. TV, cell phone to just make calls and texts. So a TV to watch shows, Ugh. cell phone to make calls and text, computer to do everything but watch shows or text. Oh. So Ugh. internet, calling and texting, or shows. That's what we're going to change it to because you're too good at this. Ah, oh, fuck me. Well, I'm still going to kill shows. I can live. I can live without shows. Um, can I check the box scores on my cell phone or no? Uh, All I can do is call and text. No, because that's internet. Yeah, no. Okay, I'm killing everything. Uh, I'm killing TV still. I am. By the way, Rob almost threw up in the microphone. If you guys want to rewind that, <laughs> I was just Jeff Bands throwing up. If in my you want mouth. to go back 15 seconds and listen to that again, you probably should be able to faintly hear his fucking vomit in his own mouth, which I got to watch live on the fucking video cast. <laughs> I chewed it up and swallowed it. it tastes just fine. Uh, I'm killing TV. I am fucking my cell phone. I'm going to marry my computer. <laughs> I'm fucking my cell phone. The clips that we could get out of this show, if we ever had anyone edit it down, just from, like, just from fuck my kill. I'm fucking Hitler. I'm fucking my cell phone. <laughs> oh, God. Your political career is over. Oh, yeah. So. It's fucking done. All right. I'm going to marry TV because shows are more important to me. They than really anything. are. You love shows. I love shows. I could just sit and watch full seasons of everything all the time. Have you started American Vandal yet? Dude, I am almost done with the first season. How do you like it? Wait a minute. I might be done. So they found out that the girl. No, and I the don't guy... spoil it. Don't spoil it for people. Okay. So yeah. I love it. You're welcome, totally listeners, by the way. Love it. Tommy G, Tommy Rivera, Tommy, Tommy Wetland, Tommy <laughs> with the save. <laughs> The How Sandman. bad is it that I'm like baseball is my best sport, and the only two closers I could think of off the top of my tire ironed head are Wetland and Rivera. John Wetland, <laughs> not like Kimbrel. Forget Kate. Forget Kimbrel. Kimbrel doesn't count. I, like. The next one I was going to was Gagne. Like that's <laughs> like my brain is so fucked. <laughs> it's not like blank spots in it. Like it just like skips back twenty years. It really is. Dude, Tommy, I'll did call you. Hear you me? Did you hear me on the pod? When what? I called fucking the coach of the Packers, Holmgren? Yes. I called uh, on the live stream. I called yeah. McCarthy Holmgren. The problem is that's coached the Packers since 97. That same week, I told Jeff Mans that I started Aaron Rodgers or uh, Brett Favre. And <laughs> right. Aaron yeah. Rodgers. so dumb. Were <laughs> you going to say I call you on the phone and what happens? Uh, you just totally forget what you're going to say. No, no. If you if Tommy calls you, you don't say, okay, go. If you got to go, hey, man, I've got to call you back in like five minutes. You call him back in five minutes. You go, hey, Tommy, Every what do you want? Every time. I have no fucking idea what I wanted. Yep. Every I time. Have no idea. And it's not a lie. He it's literally lie. has no idea what he wanted. Every single time I call Rob and he goes, I'll call you at five. I go, okay. And he calls me back. Every time it's the same answer. Fuck, I forgot what I had to ask you. <laughs> People don't understand how brain damaged I am. It no. just makes my success that much that much greater. It really is. Doing it, that I'm doing it with nine brain cells. Uh, but I do like American Vandal. Good pool, man. Right. Good pool. Right. So, dude, I'm like three for three with you right now. I enjoy it. I, I right? think I'm almost Saw, done. You enjoyed Saw. Saw right? was good. Yeah. Saw you was enjoyed good. Westworld. Westworld was great. Um, I think there was another one, wasn't there? But there's American Vandal. Saw I'm fucking... Westworld, American Vandal. I'm going to start Game of Thrones. I, 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 I was just going to say, I might be getting to the point where you have to trust me on Game of Thrones. Because after I watched American Vandal, I went, this is good. Went, that, oh. That's what, dude, like, I know your interest. And... I'm going to have to watch Game of Thrones now. 
I, I knew I had to prove it to you with some lighter one season ones, you know, to get you through. So American Vandal is so cool, though. It's a good it's show. It's such a good show. There's a season two. You know that, right? Yeah, yeah. I'm gonna watch it. Yeah, the season season one's better, but season two's still good. Um, what were we just talking about? Oh, it's TV, uh, cell phone, computer. Uh, yeah, yeah. So I'm gonna marry TV, as we all know. I can't even walk in a room without a TV on. Um, cell phone. It's fucking dead. Killing that. Fuck that. I, I, dude, you guys know me. I don't return texts or calls or fucking anything anyway. Like, I'm, I'm like probably the hardest person to get a hold of when I don't want to be gotten a hold of. And whenever I lose my phone, I fucking legit don't even try and replace it. No, that's once a month, too, by the way. Yeah. Yeah. I smash it. I throw it. I mic drop it. Like, I treat my phone like fucking, like a fucking used car that you're fucking about to throw over the river in Florida. So, yeah, no, I don't give a shit about that. Computer, I'll fuck. Because of the internet. I like the internet capabilities. Uh, I still have social media and all that shit, which I probably I enjoy the internet. Right. I enjoy the internet. The internet is a good thing. It's a bad thing, but it is important. And Rob, by the way, you put a show note on here. I don't mm-hmm. even know what the fuck this is. Why did you write Rob Cream? <laughs> oh, <laughs> what is oh. this? No, favorite 90s song. I want to know what your favorite 90s song is. And mine is God. the Wu-Tang Clan, which, by the way, 36 Chambers, 25th anniversary of Two days ago, three days ago. Wow, this is my favorite album ever, dude. Song, um, damn, this is hard because there's so many. Were you like a hardcore gangster rap guy back in the day, or I, I was everything. I was I was yeah. rap, and then if you got into the late '90s, I was like house music, and if you got, and then obviously Eminem right around that time. People and don't realize went, how eclectic you are. Yeah, and if you went earlier, I was Metallica, and you went even a little bit late '80s, I was Pink Floyd. So oh. I'm gonna. It wasn't. Yeah. It was what I was listening to in the '90s. It was Dark Side of the Moon. But I'm gonna say basically, when did the Guns N' Roses album drop? Oh God, welcome. When to did the Appetite Jungle, Appetite Ab- for Destruction? When did that drop? I'm gonna say that was like '92, man. Was Let's it '90s? Here. Let me see. Guns yeah, well, N' Roses. It feels like it because I was like. The first time I remember listening to music, I was like 12. Right. Uh, but it could have been out of 1987, so it just missed. Uh, uh, but that's definitely my favorite album of all time. Guns great Roses. So we were listening to that all through the 90s. No doubt about it. Yeah. And then obviously we got Biggie and Tupac in the 90s there too. So yeah, I don't, I don't know if I have a favorite. It depends on the genre. If we were going rock, I'm probably uh, Appetite, you know, late 80s, early 90s. If we're going more like eclectic stoner shit, it was Pink Floyd, Dark Side of the Moon. And if we were going hip-hop, late 90s, Eminem, early 90s, um, Biggie. Did you want to feel old? Because I feel like we never talked about this before, but you're a Beastie Boys fan, right? Huge, huge, yeah. License the Ill, 1986. Damn, that's crazy, man. Damn, dude. That's crazy when you think about how long ago this shit was. Yep. Beastie Boys started in the early 80s, right? What did they start, like 83 or something? 82? Oh, yeah. God, yeah. Which one died? Was it... Uh, Dude, I can't believe... MCA? I'm just, I'm just thinking... Who is it? it they had Ad-Rock. Um, who died, though? It was Adam Young, right? Adam Yauk? Did he no. die? I don't know. One of them died. But yeah, God. I, I went to like three or four Beastie Boys concert. Huge fan. I love when people ask me like to remember things. <laughs> yeah, that's the worst question ever. You're just Googling right now. That's why you're like dead. So- this is great oh radio, God. by the way, or great podcasting. It's like, oh, let me Google that. Uh, let me see. <laughs> oh, yeah, here we go. John Barry died in 2016. Barry, yeah. But uh, what was his name? What was his name on the band? I don't know. 
Let me Google that too. Ed Rock, <laughs> MCA. Uh, oh, fuck us, Jesus Christ! This is you should know this shit. I have no memory. Walk down memory lane with Beastie Boys founder lane. John Barry dead at fifty-two. Yeah, John yeah, Barry, original Beastie Boys co-founder. I don't know if he was a Beastie Boy, was he, or was he just a founder? No, he was a Beastie Boy. Fuck yeah. Yeah. What was his name? Yeah. No. Yes. I don't think he was. It was Mike D. Mike D. MCA and Ad Rock, right? Right. One of those guys died. Yeah, but I don't think any of those were John Barry. Oh, maybe not. Right? I don't know. Mike D was obviously named Mike. MCA was what? Uh, That was the Yauk dude, Adam Yauk. And then... Ad Rock was Adam. That was his name. That's why they call him Ad Rock. So, yeah, none of them were John Barry. So, John Barry, I guess, was just... Uh, I see John Barry, too. Right oh, here we go. Hold members. on. Here we go. I just pulled Mike it up. Mike okay. D. BC Boys Reform. Yes, I was right. Mike D, MCA, and Ad Rock. That's correct. It was Michael. It was Adam. It was Adam. That's correct. And then... Uh, the BC Boys were formed by a four-piece hardcore punk band, the Young Aborigines, uh, in 1981 by Mike D, MCA, John Barry guitar, and Kate Schellenbach drums. They yeah, appear look okay. At that, huh? Who so knew I these? guess I guess they started with a different crew than then when they went into the Beastie Boys. Hmm, this is interesting. I'm going to read this when we get off. It's probably a really boring podcast for right now. <laughs> this has been just so good. This has been really great. For We're everyone. basically doing a podcast uh, of reading Wikipedia to people. <laughs> this is like what my day is like, though, with Tommy yeah, G. This is, this is a day of the yeah. life. This is this is me and this, you just witnessed. How me and Rob's fucking 20-minute business calls turn into two-hour calls about fucking the Beastie Boys. But, uh, hey, at least they're educational and informative. Yeah. Any final words, Mr. Uh, Algoholic? No, I wish I had a great closing line, but I don't. You will next week. We're going to work on one for you. We got the I'm name changed. Now we got to start branding. Next thing you know, we'll have T-shirts by, July, by January. Yeah. Well, thanks, guys. Good night. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good one. Thanks, guys. Good night. For Rob, I am Tommy G, and I do have a good closing line. Good luck. Stay cash, you motherfuckers. Mercy is for the weak. We do not train to be merciful here. A man face you, he is enemy. Enemy deserve no mercy. Oh.